Welcome to Built on Beeves, your podcast for fans by fans. I'm Zeke, and we have Nate here with me. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and more. You can reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram at Built on Beeves or email us at builtonbeeves at gmail.com. Welcome to April. One of the uh, best months that I like. Not only is spring beginning, but we also get to celebrate Easter and Good Friday. Good Friday is my favorite Friday mm-hmm. of the year. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no better Friday than to call it good, right? That's right. It is time for that spring season, which I am very much looking forward to. Although we've been getting hit pretty hard with some rain. Yes, we have. So uh, I hope you guys are all staying safe. I know we got a lot of flooding here in the area for sure. So... It's caused a lot of traffic, and so hopefully your commutes to work aren't too hectic, but it seems like it's maybe tapering off a little bit. Yes, beautiful news. If you are listening to this, uh, that means that Highway 34 is now open, including the bypass, and the nightmare of traffic that was on Highway 20 doesn't Uh, exist anymore. That was something. Which, Highway 20 is still a nightmare to drive down, but less much so. But April showers bring... May flowers. Okay. I was waiting for you to get me on that one, but I, you I, look stunned, so I, I just ended I, I it myself. I knew there, there, there was something to follow up with it, but I, I did forget what it was. I'm surprised on that one, because you know, like, many things. You have many <laughs> things, like, little things you know. Yeah. So, with, with, with the flood and all the rain going on uh, last week, it also sim, sim, uh, symbolic. Symbolized was symbolic. Symbolic, that's the word I was looking for, to uh, uh, my sweet dog Harley had passed. Mm. She had cancer. She had 13 good years in, in her and almost 14. Um, so we, we're going to tribute this show to her for being such a good dog. That was one of the sweetest that there's ever been. Yes. I have enjoyed it. One of our our first episode of this podcast yes. together we had to take her collar off because she was jingling it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you may have heard that in the first episode. So Harley, what a dog. Yeah, she, she will be missed. She would dearly be missed. So uh, moving into uh, the rainy season and everything, I, I felt like I was back in the Midwest, man. I guess, yeah. I mean, without the storms and the lightning and the thunder, but we've gotten our share of rain that is for sure that the willamette river man that's i mean i've been here for four years Mm -hmm. three and a half definitely the tallest i've seen it just driving down the road i'm like man that's like right there it's like eye level almost yeah it's it's the uh i think the last time was that high was 96 and 97 yeah um, around that time where they had flooding as well i was three years old (laughs) wow three years old I, i was seven so I was a youngster as well. Yeah. I didn't know that Corvallis existed. Me neither. Matter of fact, I didn't know a lot of places existed outside of Chicago. I was in Mississippi at that time. Mississippi. Born but not raised. Ooh, born but not raised. Did you spend some time in Japan as well? I did. I'm very cultured. You are. So 
You like cultured milk, you know? <sighs> yeah. Or sour cream? Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Although I'm not a huge fan of sour cream. Okay. Although, yeah, I don't think I am. I haven't tried it in a while, so maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, funny thing is me and my wife went grocery shopping um, last week, and we saw sour cream, and there was like regular sour cream, fret-free sour cream, and then there was cultured sour cream. And I was like, we we definitely got to get this cultured one. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what that means. Me neither. Okay. I, I, I joked about it being about diversity. I, oh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what. Yes. What yeah. I'm pretty We're, sure it has something to do with the process. Where is your go-to spot for grocery shopping around here? So, I like Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. I've been going to Safeway um, lately because their Monopoly game. <laughs> I would admit it has driven sales for them from me. Yes. I won a $25 gift card last year playing Monopoly, and I didn't play it for long either. So this year, I, I tried to jump on Monopoly at the earliest convenience for me, and I've come up bust. Yeah, I didn't... You're the first person I've ever known to win something like that. Yeah. That doesn't happen often. I know. And and, and this year, I, I've i even traveled to make sure that I get a diverse amount yeah. of Monopoly pieces. I went to Safeway in California. Just for that. When, yeah. <laughs> <I was laughs> no, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I was on vacation. Yeah. Uh, and so I went to go get some Monopoly pieces that way. Um, fortunately, it, it was one of those cashiers who didn't want to count out the pieces, so he just grabbed a stack and gave it to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then um, I went to different places in Oregon, different Safeways and stuff. When I went traveling, I tried to pick up something. Even today, I, I went to Albertsons and Eugene. Oh, Albertsons? Yes, Albertsons. Fun fact, that was my first place of work. Get out of here. Where at? Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado Springs. Wow. You know, I was cultured. I've been around. I've been see. around the states. It was see, a nice job. Yeah. So Alberson, Safeway, Dominic's, all those are the same company. I did not know that. Yes. Shows that the lack of knowledge I had. That was my first. I was like seventeen. So. Yes. I, I think what eventually happens is uh, talking about Monopoly. They get a <laughs> Monopoly on like grocery sales and stuff, and then they I think they start buying out other companies that. And that's usually how it works. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on from that, you know, it, it's been a while since we have done a podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the summer coming up and not as many uh, Beaver Sports on, but we also had some illness and some other issues come mm-hmm. up. So that's why you haven't heard us in a while. We are busy men. Yes. But the last time we spoke, it was right, it was the week of the first round of the NCAA man tournament. As we all know, that has been decided and the university of Virginia has won their first title being Texas tech university. I didn't see either no. of them being in the title game. Good for Virginia though. Yeah. Coming back out after getting embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You can call that an embarrassment. I mean, the first I would say so. number six or number one seed getting beat by a 16 seed. So, man, that's props to them for coming back after that and being like, you know what? Here, we'll just go ahead and win it. Yeah, they came back with a vengeance. Yeah. And Texas Tech, man, who are they? 
I, I, I don't. You know, it, it's funny. When you think about certain universities and colleges, you, you don't think about sports. For instance, the Ivy League. Ivy League has sports. Mm-hmm. But you usually don't hear them going far. Because it's like, okay, they focus on the academics. I get it. Like Texas Tech, it's like, oh, it's a technical university. Mm-hmm. They, they do tech. is a bunch of nerds and geeks, right? No. Which, is there a difference between a nerd and geek, by the way? You know, they're probably, from my extensive knowledge on that topic, Yes, not really, but um, <laughs> I would say I don't want to offend anyone, so I would say a nerd is more like, they're just, because you can be nerdy, I feel like, about anything. You're like a Star Wars nerd. Or I agree, yeah. This nerd. A geek's like, I'd feel like kind of just dorky, more like book Book smart. Okay. I can see that. Like just they're they're a geek. They're very knowledgeable mm-hmm. and they devote a lot of time and effort towards academics specifically. Mm-hmm. Whereas nerds, you can not be book or intellectually smart. And I would still if you're classified a nerd, you're just really devoted into a topic or it's like a very passionate thing of yours. So maybe you could even be a sports nerd. I don't know. You know a I lot think of that's facts. that's a great way of putting it, actually. So that's my very uh, well-educated opinion. That was good. I have no comment. I think he hit the nail on the head. I'm going to be the one that takes the blast from that. <laughs> no, it's okay, because I consider myself a nerd in certain aspects. And like you said, in certain disciplines or sciences or things i consider myself a nerd geek i've never been called a geek but then you know you best by you got the geek squad geek yeah so they're like techie yeah maybe more tech savvy yeah so it's texas tech bunch of geeks i i'm sure let's classify them that what if what if that was their mascot the geeks yeah that's geek squad cool. yeah doesn't it sound cool yeah and, and then like the mascot could be some guy with like you know the Black brim glasses with the white shirt and black tie and a pocket protector. Yeah. I mean, it's college. There's otter mascots out there. For sure. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, we love all all people mm-hmm. on this show. Yes, we do. So We embrace them. Yeah. There's that. That's true. But speaking about that, we had gave our picks for who's going to win the first round. Man. And lo and behold, I did come out on top. I'm not good. I'm not a good picker. Let's okay. be honest. So out of 32 games we had picked, uh, Nate had got 21 predictions right for a total of a 66% accuracy. For me, not terrible. Not, Not terrible, good. but but a D. If you, yeah, if you look at it like that, I guess. Collegially. Oh, unless we're on a bell curve. But if you're looking okay. at like a shooting percentage, I'm sitting pretty good. That is true. And then we're talking about basketball, so that it's more applicable. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, of course, I got 27 out of 32 for a 84 percentile. Yes, that's better. Yes, it is. Or B. Did you fill out a bracket? Um, I didn't. You didn't? Okay. No, I didn't. Life got real busy. Yeah. And it's it's amazing how fast a week goes by. 
It's, it's crazy to sit here and think. I know we've had a little break on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I remember talking about the precursor to March Madness mm-hmm. like it was yesterday. And now we're, what are we, April 15th? Now we're halfway through April. I know. It's going to be like July soon. That's crazy. I'm going to be another year older. Man. Yeah, I'm turning 26. Wow. It's our self-reflection portion of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're losing We're losing it. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I, I'll, I'll give it to Nate so we could talk about how the women's season end for basketball. He put up a good fight, but well, yeah. I mean, what did you did you before we go into? Did you even want, did you watch much of the tournament? I I watched our ladies play. I was talking guys, but oh, that too. No, I did not. No, like like I said on the show before, I'm actually more of a fan of women's yeah. basketball than I am men's basketball. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you? I did a little bit, not a ton, but there's some good games. There's some like back and forth, a lot of like three point shootouts, basically. Mm-hmm. Just people chucking shots that is like no way, and they go in. I'm like, man, these guys are insane. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's a really fun tournament, but we'll transition here into the women's basketball. So obviously, your Lady Beeves have finished concluded the season mm-hmm. they ended the season with a record of 26 and 8 which funny enough was the same record they had last season consistency so it's the name of the game i like it as far as beaver sports go as long as we're not taking a step in the wrong direction i'm okay with it yeah if we uh, take no steps at all that's i'm i'm okay yeah and so they obviously went to the NCAA tournament, made it to the Sweet 16 again, mm-hmm. which they've done for the last four seasons. So that's really great. Mm-hmm. They beat Boise State the first round, 80 to 75. Then they beat Gonzaga the second round, 76 to 70, then lost to Louisville, 44 to 61. Mm-hmm. So a couple, a few different unique kind of like. Yes. Stats here is like I said, same record as last year. And if you remember from the season, I guess technically last season was this season. Mm-hmm. So two seasons ago, they lost in the tournament to Louisville. Yeah. So the last two losses they've suffered in the NCAA tournament have come by the Louisville Cardinals. Man. So I, I feel a rivalry brewing, but I also feel like. You know, if we could choose to play them in a regular season, we should just to, just to see where we're at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. what Louisville's got that we don't. And also, I watched that Boise game, and oh man, it hit me on the both tip, of those games. Tip of my cheer. I mean, that's the thing though about this team that maybe differentiates compared to our other sports mm-hmm. more so like the men's side of the team ball or basketball that we kind of saw is that the men's team, I think their biggest struggle was closing out games mm-hmm. or even the season closing out the season and kind of stepping up come crunch time where these girls are kind of the opposite. Cause they had that man. It was, it was a roller coaster of, 
emotions for I'd even say both of those wins they had, mm. but it shows the resiliency and like just the ability to make plays when it counts and when you need it in the high pressured situations to just have clutch shots and kind of keep your emotions at a good mm-hmm. just a steady rate, not getting too too hyped, but not getting down when you're losing mm-hmm. pretty late. And to finish those games out and win just points to the amazing way this team has just played. I mean, the coaching, the chemistry, all of that needs to be there, especially in games like that where it's minutes, seconds down and Mm -hmm. and you're losing to come out and win those games. And and shout out to the Louisville program. Honestly, like, I respect – that program, it the, the coach and those lady who play reminds me of the Beavers in a sense about how hard they take it to the pain and how dedicated they are to the game, and it's just one of those things is uh, they got the best of us and they beat us. Yeah, uh, but I would definitely like to see us rematch them again. Well, I mean, from all the all things point to this Beaver team is just going to continue to mm-hmm. to ride. They're they're not going to go down anytime soon. I think they're going to even be on the rise, which leads into a good promise of this future for what we have coming in. So I've touched on this before, but let's first start by the the players we're losing due to graduation. We have Katie McWilliams who obviously has done a ton for our program. Mm -hmm. Obviously appreciate the work she's put in the, the way she helped this program become what it is. And so we'll definitely miss her and Joe Grimmick, what they provided for us. And so we will indeed miss that. However, we have people coming in to, I mean, it's, you don't forget about those players, but it's easier to kind of keep going because you have this five-star commit in Kennedy Brown coming in. Yeah. And she is the number 19 overall wow. prospect and then number four in her position, which she's like a post player. Mm-hmm. She's six foot six. And I kind of talked to you a little bit about this that I just realized is kind of interesting because guys obviously like a big emphasis is on their height, weight, that kind of plays into a lot of it. Women just show their height, no weight. So I I can't sit here and say what she weighs, mm-hmm. nor would I necessarily want to. Who, who, whoever is putting that out, probably is a very smart person. Yes. Whether they man or woman. Yes. I feel like if they're a woman, they can relate, and they say, you know, I'm not going to put your weight up there. Mm-hmm. And if they're a man, they probably like... I have a wife or daughter or sister, and I know better than to put <laughs> their weight online for everyone to see. Yes. Either way, Kennedy Brown picked Oregon State over Oregon, UCLA, Louisville. How about that? Yeah, go Beavs. Um, Oklahoma and Baylor and Tennessee. So how about that? That's some good recruiting right there. E- you know what? And I think that's because it speaks to the volume of the Beavers program, um, all the way from the players to the coaching staff to the athletic department. And I think what I see is when you look at them play 
Everyone's playing for each other. Mm-hmm. They're going out there and they're having fun doing it as well. That's a big aspect of playing collegiate and especially professional ball is like, yeah, to a certain point it becomes a business. But if if you could have fun doing work in a sense, you would never work a day in your life. You know, the old saying. Mm-hmm. So they, they have fun out there. And, and I, I think that's another reason why I probably like watching them yeah. more. It shows, man. It's it's so clear. It just the way they really, like you said, have fun and genuinely, I think, just like being around each other, yeah. like playing for each other, which is going to lead to selfless basketball and, you know, maybe passing up a shot you could take to give to another person that may have a better opportunity. And yeah, I think that goes a huge way in recruiting. It's going to draw some of these players that may be like, yeah, okay, I could go to some of these dominant programs, but I like the culture that's being built in Corvallis because in some senses, I still feel like we're building a culture here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scott Rook's already done an amazing job and there's one, I think being more firmly established, but I think it's still growing. It's still kind of digging its roots deeper in this city and mm-hmm. this town. And man, it's it's so awesome to go watch these games and even just see the community come support these beeves play. Like and watch just seeing the crowds that come to these games is really a sight to sight to see. Um so like I said, yeah, we have her, who's a five-star commit, Kennedy Brown. Mm-hmm. She's from Derby, Kansas. We also have a five-star in Taylor Jones from Fernie, Texas. Fernie, Fernie, one of the two. And she's a number 42 overall with a number eight in her position, which is she's also kind of a post player. She's 6'3". And so... Man, for me, I am super excited about this because honestly, I think that's the biggest kind of weapon that's kept this really solid, great Oregon State women's basketball team from Mm -hmm. becoming maybe amazing and elite is some of these taller girls that are athletic, that can, they're a presence down low for shot blocking, but they're also quick which i've read some of the evaluations of these girls and saying talks about their agility their quickness and ability to block shots but they have good hands that can grab the ball and go up with it and finish and so i'm really excited to see what these girls are going to bring to this program and push it to the next level which is hard to believe we can even hit a next level with how good this team really is but Man, I'm I am very optimistic, very excited, and kind of like yeah. I know we just finished the season, but I'm ready for this next season to start. Me too. I, I agree. I, I think it, it's it's so exciting, especially in basketball, where having one or two players added to a team can make a big difference, mm-hmm. especially in, in in our NCAA tournament run. So it's going to be nice to see that not only for the Beavers next year, but for the longevity of their program and mm-hmm. the success um, future-wise. So so that's that's going to be extremely nice to see. And only losing two players mm-hmm. with such a solid team we have, knowing all of those keys are coming back, mm-hmm. being added to, like you said, these, these new girls coming. It's just I feel like this 
this turnover of just talent. Some come in, then you get some right there to take their spot. And, man, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really exciting. And um, speaking about the NCAA tournament for the women's, it ended up being between Baylor and Notre Dame. And Baylor, both were number one seeds, and Baylor ended up sneaking out the win with 1.82 to 81. Wow. Uh, and speaking about Notre Dame, actually, I don't know if you noticed, but the Notre Dame Cathedral mm. in France is has burned down, basically. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see what the, what was the cause of that? I think what they said is there was some uh, remodeling going on, and, mm. it, and it may be associated with something um, with the remodel. You know, so I, I've actually seen fires where people who contracted for me remodeling gigs leave something on or, uh, you know, it's lunchtime or something. And it was like, oh, I'll get that later. And all, all it takes is a little flick to get a flame and yeah. get a fire. Those it's things. crazy how fast those can start and just quick that it tears things up. I think the older the building, the easier it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously the science on flammable material stuff wasn't as as in depth as it is now. So mm-hmm. a lot of houses are built to kind of fight against fire while back then, you know, especially considering if it had different paints and oils and all types of things within there or lacquer even within wood or paint or anything like that, it, it could easily catch a fire and get it hot fast. Mm-hmm. I'm not a firefighter, by the way. I just, it's common fire knowledge. Common. <laughs> I knew all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you know what was sad today that I saw this week, actually? I saw it today, and I saw it this week. Is due to the flooding around here, I saw two beavers as roadkill. Really? Yes. What? I, I saw one on Highway 20 and one on um, I-5. No way. Yes. It was a tragedy. I, I guarantee somebody from Eugene drove up here. Oh, man. With their big old sticker in their window. With their Go Ducks bumper sticker, saw a beaver, and just went out of their way to swerve in his direction. Yeah, I think that's... Should be a felony in Corvallis. Man, that's sad. I'm being sarcastic and joking, by the way. Pretty sure the person didn't mean to hit it, but it still sucks. Thanks for that disclaimer. (laughs) I was wondering. Yeah. Man. I'm being serious. Um, so yeah, excited about the women's team. Yeah. So if we also rounding up is, um, in the past month is both the wrestling and the gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So our man's wrestling team, get this back, have finished her season. We had went. And we placed third in the Pac-12 championship with a score of 81.5. Okay. And then in Pittsburgh, which is where the uh, NCAA tournament was, wrestling championships, we actually placed 20th in the nation. Hmm. Um, and that happened March 21st to 23rd. I actually watched some of that. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it was very interesting. Do you know who finished first in that? I do not. Yeah, that's a... Interesting. I would say, like, 
I know some of wrestling, but I'm not like a like I understand like the point and scoring system and stuff. But you know how some people who played it and stuff understand the dynamics a little bit better. And then for our gymnastics, our ladies head in the NCAA Corvallis Regional, which was held in Corvallis, end up finishing out second mm. in the uh, round two with a 197.125 record and ended up finishing out second in the regional final with a 196.900. And coming up in a few days on April 19th, the NCAA Championship semifinals is taking place in Fort Worth, Texas. So if anyone, any Beaver fans in the neighborhood of Fort Worth, Texas, go ahead and check out our Lady Beavers and represent for them at the gymnastics NCAA tournament semifinals. So semifinals, how many... Is it a team? It's a team thing, or is this individual players? That's a great question. I'm trying to. I don't know much about gymnastics. I'm I'm guessing it's team. Yeah. So I wonder how many are in the semifinals. Now, like wrestling, that was individual. Yeah, and I did look up. Penn State won the championship, and they've won the last four. I was about to say wrestling. They're, 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 they're a dynasty dominant. when it comes to yeah. wrestling and in, in um, college. Yeah. So, man, I I I think they like sell out their like gymnasium when they have wrestling matches. Which funny thing about um, Penn State, their football stadium is actually called Beaver Stadium. Really? Yes, isn't that interesting? That is, and and they're the Nittany, and, they're the Nittany Lions. Yeah, are they like the, they're somewhere like the fourth biggest stadium in the nation for football? Yes, it's ginormous. I think it holds over a hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I think Michigan's the biggest. Michigan, the is. big house. Michigan is. Michigan, okay. and the funny thing is, Michigan doesn't look like it. But I think like how they yeah, create, it's just how they created so the, tight. The, you could fit so many seats in there. Because I think a lot of it's just bleachers. Yeah. So it's you can cram people in there. Kind of like uh, Lambeau Field, you know, yeah. Packer Stadium is like they still got bleachers and everything. Which oh, can you imagine being in like negative twenty on bleachers? Horrible. Here's what I think we have. So, I think we have for the gymnastics, Oregon State, Denver, Oklahoma, Georgia, nice. UCLA, Michigan, LSU, Utah. UCLA is going to be the one to look out for. Man, I know. They are. If, if you all didn't remember, um, earlier in the gymnastics season, UCLA had a, um, I don't know what you call them, player. One of their ladies has scored a perfect 10 out of 10 on the floor mm-hmm. routine. Yeah, that thing went viral. I think yes. a lot of a lot of people yes. take that. Take a quick trip to Google, YouTube, and you will see how she got her 10 out of 10 on the floor routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see what our ladies do in, in that. Yeah. Man, I, I need to educate myself on gymnastics. 
Yes. Like I said, I do not know much about it. Maybe one day I can convince really my wife to come it. on and help us out. Yeah, we'll work on that. I'll yeah. convince my wife to come on too. Yeah. She's a talker, so I could mm-hmm. she'd do it. <laughs> uh, it's been a stern no for my wife so far. <laughs> yes. We'll have to place wagers on which wife will come on first. Yes. <laughs> let's let's actually give that out to the listeners. Who whose wife do you think would come and make a guest appearance on the show first? The thing is, not everyone knows our wives, so they that's don't true. know. That's true, and that's why it's a good guessing game. That is that is true. Without any information about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be very I like true. it. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's time to move on to the sport that still is going to go on and and just prime and start is uh, baseball. Yes, baseball is baseball. in the thicket. Baseball. Swing of things. I like to say baseball. I like to say baseball without the S for base. Baseball. 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 Yes, we have that going on. And so right now, your Beavers are sitting at 25, 8, and 1. Okay. With a Pac 12 record of 11 and 4, they are coming off a series win against Arizona State. And so right now that kind of puts them at third in the Pac-12 behind Stanford and UCLA. However, they are the number two team in the nation behind UCLA. So Pac-12 is representing for baseball. That's right. Which is cool. And so, you know, I've touched on it before. It's, It's the hard spot of being in a having this team that that comes off a national championship rightfully so there's some high expectations and in some ways so you can get down and be like oh there's some games they've had that i mean they've lost to portland and stuff that you're just like oh and it kind of hurts but this team is still a really good team being number two in the nation is you don't just accidentally get there so there's a lot of talent still going on here. I mean, and I'm just ready. It'll be nice. I think I haven't honestly given much, um, what's the word, notice or following with this baseball team mm-hmm. yet because all these other sports are kind of going on. And But since those are wrapping up, I am excited to – kind of dive more into this team and watch them more once the weather gets nice. That's the the thing about baseball. I know it's a very uh, debated sport. I think the haters really hate it. The lovers really love it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that sport that I mean, gets a lot it, of... Though? It's the American pastime. I know, but it's, it's true, man. People, A lot of people bash it just because... It's like, oh, it's boring. All I do is hit a baseball. And then (laughs) that's my biggest thing. It's like you get those guys who say, oh, it's so easy or whatnot. But it's like you really think it's easy to just go out there and hit these Mm 90-mile-per-hour fastballs followed up with a 70-something-mile-hour change-up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like that is not easy. But And it's... Such a fun, fun thing. I mean, for me, I guess there's a lot of nostalgia in it just because mm-hmm. that was my sport. I played that growing up and just remember going to St. Louis Cardinals games with 
Mark McGuire playing and just getting to watch him break yeah, records. It's hard and, not to like Mark. And so it's like, man, I have so much of that and what it brings. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you just are sitting there on a hot sunny day with your sunflower seeds and hot dogs and soda. And cracker jacks. And I was never a big cracker jacks guy actually, so I used to like the little prize. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care if it was even a sticker. I used to like <laughs> Cracker Jackson. And I ever go back in. Exactly. I used to like that song. So. Yeah. But I'm ready for the weather to get nice again. Me too. Go out to Goss Stadium, see these guys play. It's, oddly enough, it's been kind of cold this week. It has. And yeah, it's just been gloomy. Yeah, it don't make sense. See, one day, I think Thursday is like 74. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, so I mean... It's getting that time. Um, keep keep checking them out and supporting them here. We have, so actually coming up this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we have a series against Arizona. So we just wrapped up, like I said, our series at Arizona State, winning two out of three of those games. We lost the first one by a score of four to one. We came back and beat them six to four and then four to three. Like I said, we start this series Thursday. So, I mean, talking about good games to go to, that would be a good one to go to. That game starts at 7. And like I said, I mean, we're looking at 75 and sunny right now, according to my weather app. So that's good baseball weather. That's pretty hard to beat. That's almost like perfect. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that will be a a full or... A big game to go to. I wonder um, what the what the dew point is on a day. Well, since you ask, just kidding. Not like I really know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. You know, it's funny. I, I know that probably has a purpose for somebody like farmers or somebody is like, oh, man, what's sure. the dew point going to be? You know. So, but uh, yeah, I never really think about that when thinking about my plans. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so obviously. We have Adley Rutschman. You know, everyone talks about him. He's one of the top prospects in the nation, which is crazy to think about. Do you ever just think about, like, these guys and how, I mean, he's a junior. He's probably, like, 20 years old, 21. Could potentially be signing, like, a multi-million dollar signing thing. I think that's both a hard and dangerous place to be in as someone that young. I if, it's like, how do you deal back, with that? Yeah, if I look back to when I was 20 and, you know, your names and papers and on ESPN, you're getting all this attention and you, you know, they say, hey, you know, gonna this team's looking at you, you're going to get multi-million dollars. I mean, multi-million dollars sound good to anybody at any age. You know what I'm saying? And that's like just a sign. I know. Signing paper, you're getting Money. millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean... He seems like, from what I've seen, a pretty humble guy. Pretty, He's got a good head on his shoulders. I know he's very well talked about. Mm-hmm. I actually went to dinner with my wife one time at Bonevine, mm-hmm. which, side note, is a great place to eat in Corvallis. So if you're looking for good burgers, check out Bonevine. Not a sponsor, Not but a sponsor. still going to sponsor because <laughs> they're good. And so, The food speaks for themselves. Adley Rutschman was there with a few guys. So, I mean, the baseball players go there, so it's got to be good. But, like, people are going up to him, getting pictures. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what does that feel like? 
you know, uh, but it was like, oh yeah, sure. he, he, he's really nice. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to see like a good player, the reason I'm talking about it, cause I have his stats pulled up here. He's a junior. And so looking at his stats as a freshman in 2017, he had a batting average of 234. So he played in, um, 61 games. He had two home runs, 33 RBIs. Um, then 2008, so last season, he had an average of 408, which is, if you don't know baseball much, that's amazing to go mm-hmm. a season above 400. And, I mean, he had 67 games played, 250 at-bats, 102 hits, Nine home runs and 83 RBIs, so definitely jumped up in both of those categories. Um, and then this year so far, he's at four thir- batting 413, which, again, is amazing. Already has 43 hits, almost as much as he did his whole freshman year and about half the games played. Yeah, and That's so... interesting. And... Already has 12 home runs, so three more than he had all of last year, and we're halfway in the season with 40 RBIs. And so, man, he's definitely proving his stock and his reputation that he's had going into this season. So it's been cool to see how he's playing, and we'll see how they continue to do. I'm looking forward to, to watching them. Yeah, agreed. Hopefully we can make it out to a game one of these days. What's your favorite baseball memory? Do you have a favorite baseball memory? So, growing up in Chicago, um, I lived on both the north and the south side. Mm. Um, And as far as my adolescence, I lived on both sides for nine years each. Whoa. Yeah. So, I'm actually one of those people that Chicagoans hate, and I'm both the Cubs and a Sox fan. Sorry to say it, but I am. Okay? Yeah. Now, I would say this. So every year, the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox play each other in what's called the Crosstown Classic. Mm -hmm. So you definitely got to pick a side, right? Mm -hmm. So I am more of a White Sox fan than I am a Cubs fan. Respectable. But I do support both. You need to have like one of those hats that it's like flips. Halfway. Yeah, halfway Sox, halfway Cubs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they even make one of those. I'm a Cardinals fan, so I just... Despise the Cubs, but mm-hmm, true. White Sox, I can respect. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. And by the way, the White Sox did win a, uh, they won the World Series in 2005. A lot of people forget that. It happened. They, they, they bought a World Series to the city before the Cubs did. All right. Um, and back then, when I used to go, so over time, a lot of these ballparks get bought out by big companies and get mm. called other things mm. and this and that and the third. But um, as someone who was born and raised in Chicago, I usually just refer to it by his original name in a sense. So back then the White Sox Stadium was uh, Kaminsky Park. That sounds nice. Yeah. So it's back when, you know, it was named after people. Um, and the Cubs play at Wrigley Field, which – I believe is associated with the Wrigley Gum Company, mm-hmm. um, but Kaminsky Park, right? It, it didn't turn to U.S. Cellular. Didn't now? It's like guaranteed rate. Yeah, uh, it's like, like oh uh, my gosh! Like I don't feel like saying and that. And that logo, on I know. It, I'm like, oof. 
but anyway, but I used to go to Kaminsky Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good you've had those good memories yeah. of early yeah. on. Yeah, the last Sox game I went to was it was back, let's see, it's 2019. Man, it's crazy to say that. I think the last time I've been to a game was 2013. Oh. The White Sox had played the New York Yankees at Kaminsky, and they won. And I had myself a nice hot dog at the yeah. ballpark. I seen some nachos in a helmet. They do selling like nachos in a helmet, like a big probably like forty dollars helmets. I didn't get those though. Mm. I was like, you know, I I probably should stay away from all that cheese. Mm. Man, I want to go to a ball game now. Yeah, but I remember the Sox winning, so that, that felt That's good. good. That's good. Yeah. Last game to go to. Yeah, that's bad when um, um, A-Rod played and everything. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Man. Cool. I think Derek was playing at the time, too, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man. Nice. Yeah. Cool. B-ball. B-ball. Yeah, a little B-ball. What's next? Looks like softball's next. Softball. You know, it'd be funny if, like, you know how to call softball if they had, like, a hardball. Uh, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> hardball. Which there is a movie with Keanu Reeves called Hardball. Mm-hmm. Which Never was seen it. filmed in Chicago, actually. Um, it's about a bunch of kids in the hood. Um, kind yeah, of rings the a hood bell. Life through baseball. Um, and Keanu Reeves culture. Them. It's a good movie. Very good movie. If you want to go and check it. So... Um, the Beaver softball team is ranked number 46 in the nation. I know there's nothing to shout about. It's just the truth. Okay. I can't make, I can't make these numbers up. Okay. But we're sitting at 21 and 15 and we started our regular season March 15th against Arizona state with a, um, three game, um, series. And we won one game out of those three series. But then we moved on to Arizona in the three-game series. We lost all of those games. Mm. Then we moved on to Washington in a three-game series and lost all those games. Yeah, it was like an eight-game lose streak. Yeah. Then we moved on to Portland State, and we had a two-game series with them and won both of those games. And then we moved on to Stanford, where we had a three-game series. And we lost the first one by one point, and the other two were canceled. Then we moved on to California for a three-game series, and we won two out of three games in that series. And coming up Thursday, April 18th at 5 p.m., we will be in Corvallis, Oregon, and the ladies will be hosting UCLA for a three-game series. Mm-hmm. And then April 19th, we will also be in Corvallis. And also April 20th, all against um, the UCLA Bruins. And the Thursday and Friday game start at 5 p.m. And the Saturday game starts at 12 noon. So you can watch softball and go over to the baseball game mm-hmm. and watch baseball. Yeah. And then we move on to the Civil War for softball, mm. where we match up against... Oregon, the University of Oregon in Eugene for a three-game series, April 26th, 27th, and 28th. Um, definitely go down to Eugene and represent. 
Mm-hmm. And then like we're going to be finishing off with a three-game series against Utah starting May 9th in here in Corvallis. So hmm. definitely shout-out to softball. It doesn't look like we're doing too hot, but also we're not doing too horrible. So, we're I mean, we're ranked number 46 out of... 46 out of 297. So when you put it in that process perspective, we're doing pretty well. Which is all interesting because right. I think I remember the beginning of this season. Obviously, that's early. They're in like the top 25 mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, it, it looked like they had a bad losing streak. Yeah. yeah. Happens. It does happen. Which, speaking about softball, baseball, basketball, we're going to move into the Did You Know segment. So for this Did You Know segment, um, how many NCAA Division I baseball programs do you think there is? 246. You're wrong. 297. Nearly 300 plus, teams. Plus what? 51. <laughs> is that right? No. I'm going to be wrong. What, what did you say? How many were there? 297. Yeah, so 51, 246, am I messing that up? Oh, you're confusing me. That's oh, what I'm doing. confusing myself, guys. Just ignore that last yeah. 20 seconds, 15, 10 seconds. <laughs> I don't even know numbers, so. Um, so yeah, 297 Division One teams. I didn't know that was that many, which really brings in perspective when you get down to the uh, – the bracket when it comes to college uh, World Series, which just like the NCAA tournament for basketball, the NCAA tournament for baseball, the same with 64 games. Um, teams. 64 teams. Thank you. 32 games. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I believe the last eight teams left is considered like the World Series and didn't compete. But the cool thing is, you know, the top however many seeds get to host regionals. Yeah. Um, and super regionals. Now, how many NCAA Division One men's basketball programs do you think is out there? 297. Wrong. 351. Wow. Division One NCAA men's basketball I programs. I knew out that there. was more. 351. Who's the 351th? I don't know. Team. There's probably a few teams on the bottom of the barrel time for that. Oh, man. But, I mean, just to think about that is just like. That's mind-boggling, which makes it so much special for Virginia in a sense to say, hey, we're better than 350 teams in this nation. Not bad. Not bad at all. So the only state in the United States of America that doesn't have a Division I NCAA basketball team, men's basketball program, is the state of? Alaska. How do you know? I read your notes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. He I cheated. cheated. But I feel like they do, don't they? No, they no, don't. they don't. They they have two Division Two NCAA oh. man programs. Wow! But no Division One. That's unfortunate. It is. It's not. You you think Alaska is like not landmass definitely big enough, but population wise, will have a big enough university. Yeah. Have a D one, which when you think about it, I don't think they have a D one football either. I can't think of one. I don't even know any of the colleges. I would just guess there's one in like Juneau. Or Anchorage. Or Anchorage. University of Alaska, Alaska, Anchorage maybe. That sounds right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. If there's anybody from Alaska, shout out to you. Hit us up. Yeah. Let us know how the collegiate sports scene is looking out the in in the big state of Alaska. Which yes. was our 49th state, by the way. Followed by Hawaii in the same year. A few months apart. Yes, they could. University of Alaska Fairbanks. Okay. University of Alaska Anchorage. All right. University of Alaska Southeast. I wonder where that's at. Alaska Pacific University. That that could be anywhere. So, there you go. I mean, isn't this around about the Pacific? Some would say. <laughs> Some would say. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. University of Alaska. Now, if Alaska did have a D1 team, whether it was basketball, football, baseball, anything, they probably would end up either in the Pac-12 or the Mountain West division. Yeah. That's Pac-12. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you well, what what is the University of Hawaii in? What what division are they're they? in the uh because they're in the other West Coast um, division that has like Fresno State, West San Coast. Jose State. You, you know what I'm talking about? Isn't that like the... Is, is that the Mountain West division? I'm thinking about... No. I think it's the West Coast Conference or something. Yeah. Or no, they are in the Mountain West. Okay, Mountain West. And football. But maybe everything. I don't know. Mountain West. So, yeah. Alaska would probably be thrown in there. Yeah. Well, if anybody knows anything about Alaska collegiate sports, please hit us up. Yes. So we're back. Sorry for that little bit of delay. Like I said, we got a little busy. Mm -hmm. But in this season where it's kind of slower, it may just be be casual and chill. But Mm -hmm. don't worry, we're here. We're here for your entertainment and enjoyment. And always... Send us more things you want to hear. Ask us questions. Even if it's just about us. If you just want to know about us, we'd love to answer it. Yes. Like my real birth name. Really? Mm-hmm. You have a... Yeah, someone asked that so I can know it. Yeah. I better see that in our email box. <laughs> inbox. Builtonbeeves at gmail.com. Send us whatever question you have, and we'll answer it. Yes, that's right. All right. Well, I'm Zeke. And I'm Nate. And this is Built on Beefs. Go Beefs. Go Beefs.